everyone, it is Thursday, December 28th, and you're listening to episode 178 of the Talking Games podcast, the absolute last Talking Games podcast of 2017. I'm your host, Sam Suvak, and I am joined by Hugh Perry. Hello. Yeah, that's like nearly 2018. That's like, where I, I feel like we're on the cusp of like hitting like properly futuristic sounding years now. Because, like, you know, 2015, uh, 2017, 2018, like, it's, you know, we're getting there. I think once we hit 2020, we're in, like, properly, like, you know, Blade Runner type, you know. Well, but, like, didn't, it wasn't Back to the Future? Didn't that, like, already pass the year that that was Yeah. In? So, like, we're kind of there. I don't remember when that was. Yeah, I think I think it might be twenty fifteen. But yeah. I, I don't just, know. Apparently we don't know our back to the future very well. We I apologize. just feel like we're so pa- far past the millennium now, like we should be you know we should have like you know room like we shouldn't be playing video games on T V screens anymore. They should be like we should be not just like virtual reality, but like augmented but like reality with like holograms in the room, yes. and you know, instead of just slumming it with these archaic ways that we have. <laughs> but... All right, game developers, you've heard it. We are ready for the next generation. Yeah. So why don't you get on that? Stop messing around. Is your deadline. Pull your fingers out. <laughs> I want stormtroopers projected into my room, so I can shoot them. And I feel versa. like you're, that's just like a recipe for destruction in oh, living rooms. Like undoubtedly, everything's yeah. Gonna, accidents waiting to happen. Yeah, I've knocked I've knocked a few things off my shelves using my VR headset. So, um, yeah. Really, like I've I've never really used it that way. Like I always use it where I'm just sitting down. Like, yeah, I mean I've got the um, move controllers. Um, okay. So and my room's quite small, so it's generally easier to sort of position my the camera um in such a way that it sees me better if i'm standing up so like especially since i got this chair i can just like push it to one side um and play it that way so i'm hopefully gonna borrow um the um, aim controller and farpoint from my friend in the next couple of weeks to give that a go so i'll be interested to see how that works because that's supposed to be like proper like one-to-one sort of aim and shoot type thing so you've got the controller in your hand with like um i don't know whether you attach the move controllers to it or it's a complete controller in itself um but literally wherever you point it is where your character on the screen points it and then you just pull the trigger to fire so that's that sounds what, pretty cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Hopefully I'm better at shooting that way than I am any other way. So. <laughs> You're good at shooters. Uh, you got first place in your Battlefront 2 game the other day. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the only time I've done it, though. That's the only time so far. Well, but I, I've played other shooters with you, and you've done very well. Oh, so thank don't you. sell yourself short. You're a flatterer, you are, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I've learned <laughs> from the best you. So, um, but like speaking of VR, let's let's go ahead and get into um, 
they just announced the free PS Plus games for January. And that's like a little Christmas present for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to the big stuff, but they've got Starblood Arena, which is a VR game, yes. which I'd, I'd been interested in before. I've never played it, but that's that will be free. One VR game that um, just kind of passed me by, really. Um, I, th- I think if I remember right, it was one of the launch titles um, or came out around launch. And um, I think it was fairly well received. So, yeah. Um it's nice that they're adding VR titles seemingly sort of like every other month with PS Plus. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of right now more or less incentivizing me to keep my VR headset because I'm, I, I've said before, I'm sort of on this knife edge right now where I'm sort of, you know, if I go much longer with having something to get my teeth into, I'm, I think I might end up deciding to sell it, but if there's more, a few more titles that, um... it's it's just it's just a headset. You're not supposed to be biting things. Well, oh, it's not that virtual. It's it's just Uh... maybe that's your problem. Yeah, because I have to stop playing it because my jaw was aching. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. Okay. Damn. All right, that wasn't a funny joke. Let's move on. We're gonna have to to try it again. (laughs) We should have just you know, like carried it on until it was funny. <laughs> it wasn't. I tried. It was not. <laughs> Thanks for being a good sport, Hugh. It's all right. All right. We'll blame um, it on excess turkey. It's fine. That 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 age old like Christmas excuse of things. Ah, uh, something in the mince pies. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, also for for January PS Plus games, we've got. Uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided and the Batman Telltale game, which I have to say I'm pretty excited about those titles because um, I I maybe I played one Deus Ex like a little bit from Gamefly yeah. long ago briefly and it was okay, but I didn't get super into it. And then I, I haven't played any of the Batman Telltale games, um, so I'm pretty excited. This Deus Ex, um, I highly recommend it. It's It's a really good game. Um, I think both both Bobby and Justin played it through. Um, I I really like it. I think it's pr- probably the best Deus Ex game. Like it just takes everything that that game does well, does and then sort of perfects it, and then adds a lot a lot of new stuff. And it's got quite a good story. Um, the only thing I will say is the voice actor um is a little bit of an acquired taste he's very sort of <laughs> he's got a very sort of um jack bauer sort of shout whispering type voice he's like i i've got augmented bits of me and i'm gonna shoot people uh and he's got like a very sort of monotone <laughs> voice um but i like a lot of people were put off by it but i just find it funny like yeah. he always sounds, he, he to me he always sounds a little bit bored by what's going on. <laughs> um, but the, Bat, the Batman Telltale game, um, again, I really, I think I spoke like way back when they first came out. I think the only part of that I didn't, not so much didn't like. I think the the one part where it falls a little bit short is in how it um, concludes itself, in my eyes, anyway. But it does some really like interesting stuff with um 
Batman and and like Batman characters, like it it's a like a new spin on on the character. So to that end, I say it it is it is well worth playing because if you're a comic book fan or or you know a Batman fan, um, it's it's cool seeing sort of like how where where they take it because it it does go new places. So yeah, there's two really good games to start the year off of PS Plus. Yeah, well, hopefully three if Stabilis Arena is good. Oh yeah, well, and then there's also um, like the PS3. There's Sacred Three and Book of Unwritten Tales Two. And then PS Vita has Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness, which I've never heard of. But that sounds intriguing. Snappy title. Yeah. And then Uncanny Valley, which I've also never heard of. But that one will be cross-play on PS4. So there are quite a few games. That I've are, heard uh... good things about Uncanny Valley. What's it about? I don't know. I just remember... I... In the back of my mind, I'm going to think it may be bobby might have played it i'm sure it's one of those games where when i saw the title of it i was like i've talked to somebody about this and they liked it so yeah that's that's about all i can say but i I think it's supposed to be good but what it is i'm not quite sure i'm guessing it's like i'm hazarding i guessing that there's there's one valley in it and then another valley comes in and they both look really similar (laughs) <laughs> or something i don't know but then why wouldn't it be uncanny valleys like plural i don't i don't know mm. that's where I'm the mystery sure lies maybe it's oh, the, okay. maybe it's the same valley <laughs> perhaps yeah interdimensional right. valleys uh so before we started i was telling hugh we should talk about the xbox gold games as well to to be fair to everybody and not just be so playstation focused uh but neither of us really know much about those since we don't have Xboxes. But if you do, the games you're going to get are The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3 and Zombie with an I. Um, I have never heard of either of those games. Um, Zombie is the... Originally, that was a Wii U game. You can get it on PlayStation as well. Okay. It's good. It's a good game. Hey, there you go. You um, guys got a good game coming. It's a... Uh, first person it's, it's a little bit like um left for dead but it doesn't have the um co-op um but yeah that's a good game um that van helsing thing i didn't mm-hmm. i i know they made i know they'd made one but i didn't realize there was a second or third <laughs> um what what it's like i don't know so yeah but if zombies, it, zombies a movie, it, it was straight to dvd so yeah um... Uh, but then also you'll get uh, Tomb Raider, Underworld, and Army of Two, which, hey, I've heard of those, so I don't know. But in any case, free games are always welcome, so let's yeah, agreed. be excited yeah, about I mean, that. That's one thing you can say is like, even with the pri- recent price rise for like PlayStation Plus, um, it's like £50 a year here now. Like... This month you're probably getting, I'd say like if you were going to buy them, each of those games now, you'd probably end up paying maybe about £30 for it. So, you know, you're more, you're more than getting your money's worth of stuff in, in, in games. So, yeah. all right, you might not, you might not like them all, but as Sam always says, 
add them to your library because you never know. You never know exactly. when you might like that game. So it's good advice. You wouldn't All want right. to get lectured, lectured by Sam for not adding your free PlayStation Plus games, believe me. Many a person has been the recipient of that lecture, that mm. exact lecture. So don't don't be one of those people. Just go ahead and get your games and just be prepared because you never know. <laughs> so Good sound advice. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't kick the hornet's nest that is Sam. <laughs> All right. Uh so let's uh let's get into our Christmases. We just we just finished yeah. Christmas. We both survived the holidays. We finished um, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we just beat Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I beat it. I leveled up and I'm done now for another year. I'm not going to play again for another year. Um so I my my mom does this thing where she like she knows I like something and she wants to get like everything possible about that. So this year, some of the stuff I got, um, she got me this little, um, like a little, a big bowl for popcorn. That's an Avengers bowl. Cool. And it came with microwave popcorn. Um, she got me a few different like carry, reusable carry bags that have different Avengers on them. Um, I feel like there's other stuff too, but then the big one, the one that really did it for me, uh, she bought me a three pack of Kleenex that has Spider-Man on it. Oh. And, I'm like, and I'm at the age where I'm like, hey, that's a damn fine present because yeah. I'm definitely going to need some Kleenex and it might as well have Spider-Man on it. So uh-huh. I have to say my mom did a pretty good job of just like going crazy with a theme. Yeah. Um, I can remember um, once I, um, we didn't have any, um, well, we call them plasters, you guys call them band-aids. Um, okay. in the house so I was like okay you gotta go to the shop because I'd like cut my finger and it just wouldn't stop bleeding so like went up the road to the supermarket I was like eh, oh, you know your standard sort of like skin coloured ones um, if you're pink um, and I was like yeah well there they go ooh ultimate Spider-Man ones <laughs> and I was like cool I'll have them yoink um Needless to say, mum and dad were a bit iffy on the idea of using <laughs> them, but I was like... Okay, well, mum and dad need to get on it and keep band-aids or whatever you called them in the house. Because, exactly. I mean, they're the adults. They should be the responsible ones. So it shouldn't be you with, like, a, a dripping bloody finger having to go to the store to get yourself a band-aid. Yeah, you know. I'm only 36. I can't fend for myself. <laughs> Well, if they're not going to have their own band-aids, then they can use those Ultimate Spider-Man ones and be happy about it. Exactly. So. Spend my own hard-earned cash on those things. But yeah, right, Hugh, other than what'd that, you get? Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm at that boring age now where when people say to me, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm just like, I I don't know. If you want to give me something, then I guess cash. So mm-hmm. right now, um, I've been, I just got like a nice little wad of cash put to one side. So I'm guessing I'll probably, um, earmark some of that for Monster Hunter. Um, so hopefully I won't end up paying too much cash for that because I got some games I want to trade in against that. But, um... Other than that, I'm just going to put it to one side and save it, I suppose. I know that's um, very boring and grown-up of me, but... 
you know we're, be... we're old and responsible on this podcast yeah so the, the other thing right. the other thing is is I, I i might end up spending it on um birthday presents anyway because um oh, yeah. next week is my fiance's birthday then a few days later is my aunt's birthday then it's my uncle's birthday and then it's my sister's birthday Ooh, so man chat oh and Oh yeah, and New Year's Day is my grandmother's birthday as well. So, oh wow, um, January is a clusterfuck of birthdays <laughs> in my family. So uh, yeah, it may end up not being spent on me anyway. So, but you know, hey ho, yeah. I'm sure That's I'll be right. able to buy some nice things for my family with that with that money. So yeah, but. I got um, an Amazon gift card which I've already spent. Uh, actually. I spent it on a Nintendo gift card and then bought Thimbleweed Park because oh, I've heard okay. good things about that. So I'm excited to try that game out. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games I keep looking at and meaning to pick up. It's supposed to be like an old school sort of um, point and click adventure, kind of like a sort of Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle type thing. Um, and I used to love those games. So if it's in that vein and has that same sort of feel and sense of humor about it then yeah and because i think it's kind of thematically a little bit like x files yeah i think so, so that's a that's a draw for me so yeah I'm excited to try that out maybe um, i'll see if it's in the steam sale yeah so let's talk about some games so you said you've been playing some battle chef brigade but did you get that yes. on switch or on steam um, I bought it on Steam because um, that was where I think I think I had a, a a lapse of memory, which is kind of typical for me. Um, in that I was just like, I've seen this on Steam, so I will buy it on Steam. Like completely forgetting <laughs> that you guys had mentioned you were playing it on Switch. Um, not that it makes much of a difference anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm. I haven't played much of it, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, but um, I really like it. Like it's got, it looks really cool. Like the art style is gorgeous. It's basically mm -hmm. like, it's like you're playing an anime. Um, and it's fun. It's kind of just like, I like the sort of, um, like the little types of gameplay elements that it, it sort of draws together. Um, like you've got the little bits where you go out looking for sort of your cooking materials which is kind of i suppose you could call it combat but it's not exactly anything right now anyway anything taxing um yeah. like you do get attacked by things but it, you know a couple of hits and they're dead um but i've always been a bit of a sucker for you know a match three game um and right now i've just kind of got to the point where um you have like your first practice battle against mm -hmm. that dude um which didn't go well. It took me like um, <laughs> three tries to um, to win, um, which Kelsey was very disappointed me in me for. So I apologize for that, Kelsey. No. Um, oh, don't let her don't let her say that to you. You you do what you need to. It's fine. You stuck with it, and that's important. Well, you know, Kelsey's approval means a lot to me. So you know, <laughs> when she, when she was disappointed in me, I was just like, oh, my my ego is like a hit. Um, also, I don't want to be worse at video games than Kelsey. So there needs <laughs> there needs to be a level of bragging rights there, some Fair enough. Along the lines. Not that I think I'm gonna get it in this game. Um but yeah, <laughs> I think the thing that 
I found a bit tricky was the whole thing of like there's that that certain like element that you have to add to the, yes. the meal, like the earth or whatever it is. And I think I again this might be me and my shitty attention span. But I don't think it made it sort of very clear like where you get that earth thing yeah. from. Um so I was kinda like a bit sort of just winging it and just i was just like I, no. where does this thing come from yeah no it doesn't tell you you have to just go kill stuff until you find it yeah and then so. eventually it was like i was like oh my god I've, I've only got like 40 points with this meal and then like i put it down <laughs> and she was like yeah you put the ears in double the score and i was like oh nice i i won <laughs> okay cool how did i do that great um but yeah i'm like i'm really looking forward to um getting into it like it's it's a really cool like the the match three side of it anyway is a really cool like little spin on that type of game and like i said i i I used to spend hours playing bejeweled um so yeah i i, I like it it's fun it is a fun it's game. really cool but, yeah. and i don't want to spoil it so i'm not going to tell you anything that happens but like you wouldn't necessarily think that there's a way to make it more complicated but as you go along it's like they do change stuff to make it more complicated oh, cool. and it's really interesting what they do mm-hmm. um so i really enjoy that let me warn you also i don't know if you've gotten to a match where you have two judges but when you do you have to make two separate meals I didn't catch that the first time. I uh, made one meal. Somebody went hungry. I got a horrible score. It was it was bad. So, just a heads up in case you get to that. Oh yeah. To be fair, if if I was judging a food competition and I didn't get fed, I would be pissed. <laughs> you know. So, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. So I I've never I don't really watch uh, like Iron Chef or any cooking competition. I feel like if I if I had a better base, I probably would have been thinking that through and and known that. But I don't know. I yeah. thought they were gonna share. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thankfully, the game seems fairly forgiving and just like you failed this time, oh, just go from the start and yeah, know, try yeah, just again. try again. So, so yeah, yeah, that that suits me just fine. Like if it was just like no, you have to play the preceding ten minutes oh, again. No. I'd just be like, nope, no, fuck yeah. this. I'm done. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's good. Like it's got a good. Like it's got a lot of character to it, and it's really nice. Like so far, it's like nice and light-hearted. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting into more of it. It's fun. Cool. I'm so glad you played it and that you're enjoying it. That makes yeah, me like happy. Yeah, like I said, like I said when you and Kelsey were talking about it, I watched a few um, uh, streamers on Twitch playing it. Um, like there's one Twitch streamer called Austin Marie I watch a lot um, she's really cool because she, she'll sort of like one night she'll be playing video games and another night she's a she's a really good artist so other nights she just sits there and sort of draws while she's like talking with the chat and one night I put it on and she was playing Battle Chef and I was like this game looks quite interesting but I didn't mm-hmm. catch what the name of it was and then when you guys oh. were talking about it I was like oh that's what must be what she was playing so yeah it's fun Cool. Um, so one thing that I played on Steam this week was Emily is Away 2. Oh, um, nice. Uh, have you played that, Hugh? I streamed the entire thing when I was playing oh, okay. Extra Life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I played Emily is Away 1, 
Like, I played it three times, I think, because I kept trying to get an ending where she didn't hate me, and I never succeeded. So I was just but like, man, this is horrible. I eventually gave up. So when I was playing two, um, the stakes are a little higher because you've got two buddies that you're uh, talking back and forth with. And so I decided I was just going to try to be real friendly with everyone, but not try to hook up with anybody. I was just going to be like, hey, let's be friends. It's cool. And also one thing I learned in the first one was not to try to lie about something to sound cool. Like Emily had said something about a band. I was like, oh yeah, I like that band. And then that's immediately followed up with a question proving that you know something about the band, which I did not. So she caught me in the lie. So I'm like, I'm not going to lie in this playthrough at all. Um, they'd send me music to listen to. I'd be like, ah, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so I went through like that and I ended up at the very end, Emily asked me out and I was like, what? I was so excited. So uh, it made me pretty happy. It's a, it's a pretty good game. Um, the, it gives you links to these fake YouTube pages, which it's really cool what they did. Um, so they send you a link to listen to music because like the both of the girls are really into music and want to share it with you. But you just get to leave you leave the song playing and then it's like got a little playlist so it'll like go to the next video and just keep playing. So you get a fun soundtrack while you're playing the game. Um, and there is this part that, that Bobby talked about that's his favorite thing where you're both girls are in the midst of a crisis and they're texting you at the same time and you're that having to like flip back and so forth. Stressful. Oh my God, it was so hard because like you have this, this little countdown timer and you have like no time to really catch up on what they've just said and then read the responses and pick the appropriate one. So I picked the wrong one um, when I was talking to Evelyn, the other girl. And it was a response that would have gone with something that Emily was talking about. So then Evelyn got pissed at me and she didn't talk to me for like, it goes in like kind of seasons or chapters. So she didn't talk to me for like another couple of chapters. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but we eventually made up, so it was okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I just think, I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, it's cool. It's a clever, like, it's a clever concept, I think. Um, I, you know, I don't know, like, I guess with, um, mobile phones and smartphones being a bit more sort of prevalent these days, I think maybe sort of like chat rooms like that aren't much, like as much of a thing as they used to be, but I'd say uh, for like, go on. I would debate that because like... I I didn't do a whole lot of instant messaging or chat rooms like back in high school, like when that was like when it's based on. But like I'm in Discord all the time now. And like I feel like that's exactly like instant messaging and, and the chat rooms. Cause I mean we're just talking. I can see when someone's typing. Um yeah, you know, true. you can it's it's like you can see, oh, someone's seen my message, they're starting to write something. Oh, they didn't reply. Why didn't they reply? And then you wait five minutes, like, they still didn't reply. They were typing. Why aren't they replying? So, I mean, I can see how, I mean, it's still relevant, I would say. Yeah. But, I mean, like, in, like, they used to be, like, Discord is a very sort of, um, it's aimed at, like, a focused group of people where they, you know, with, like, AOL Messenger, Yahoo Messenger, Hotmail, um, or MSM Messenger, rather, you know, they they were very sort of like you could go online, and you could just find 
anyone and you could just start talking to them whereas mm-hmm. like discord you can't do that you kind of have oh, to God. know know the people already whereas like okay. you know obviously with emily as a way it's you know they're friends talking to each other but like having grown up not not so much growing up but having sort of gone through a period of time where like i first got the internet and i was going on like msn messenger and yahoo messenger and stuff like that and just sort of random just talking to random people um and sort of making a few friends that way and having like the odd sort of conversation where like the other person would have had a bad day and they were like you know trying to sort of like pouring their heart out to you and you're like you know yeah you're having a conversation with somebody else in, in the room while you, <laughs> while you're you know while they're there and yeah. you're like where are you why aren't you responding and stuff like that it kind of like it's a really clever sort of way to turn that into a video game and like i said that that section where they're both just throwing messages at you like yeah. every fucking second you're just like <laughs> you end up, like your fingers are bleeding because you're just clicking between the windows like say yeah. I, I i ended up with um i'm not sure where like whether evelyn just kind of like storms out in that bit regardless because i oh. I don't think I, I ever said the, like, or accidentally replied. You know, like you said, you were you yeah. thought you were replying to somebody else. So I don't think I did anything like that. But she still just got to the point she was just like, "Hey, you're not responding quick enough. Fuck you. I'm gone." Type thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I got I got asked out at the at the end of it as well. Um, nice. I did. I did appreciate one thing about it is like it, it's very sort of ambiguous as to um, like the ca- who the character you're playing as is. Yeah. Like you can just kind of like um, decide for yourself who that person is. Like I kind of when I was playing it, I just in in my head because it's. Um, you know, the game's called Emily Away and you're talking to Emily and Evelyn and, you know, I just sort of in my head just assumed it was like you were playing and it was like a group of girlfriends, basically. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, at the end, I was kind of like, am I a girl or am I a boy? <laughs> so I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But I, I really appreciated that, that about yeah. it. So that's pretty cool because you can kind of just go, you know, whoever whoever you are you can just kind of go yes this you can apply sort of what you want it to be to it and i i like that i appreciated that about it yeah it it was cool um so after i played it like one thing i kind of want to go back and play it again and see if there are just like really shitty asshole responses that i can use and just go through and be really shitty the whole time and see what happens (laughs) so yeah that's not a bad idea actually like the douche playthrough (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And see how much they can hate me if they're all just like, oh, that's just the way she is. It's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's fun. Um, oh, also, I liked one thing I was just going to say. While while I was playing, at least, so it has a list of, of other online people, like people who are mentioned in some of the messages and stuff. You see them on your friends list. But then I also saw Hugh on my friends list. So I thought it was pretty cool that it like 
I don't know if it just takes random people from your Steam friends oh, okay. list or if it's people who've played it and puts them on there, but it's pretty cool. So yeah, okay. So I guess it would be people, maybe people who have played it. That's quite cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. at least at least I didn't like try and communicate with you and like, <laughs> Sam, why aren't you listening to me? Why that do you would hate have been really weird? Yeah. <laughs> and then you could just lecture me through that. <laughs> that is something I would do. Um, Definitely, that does sound like you. Oh, I, th- I think Hugh and I were both trying to take a drink and like waiting for the other person to that... talk so we could take a drink. <laughs> so okay. Um, uh, yeah, that that would be a good game, like Sam Simulator, like where you just like you try and avoid you you, you just do your lectures. best to avoid getting lectured, <laughs> and and as soon as you get lectured, it's like game over. <laughs> try again. You have That's failed a genius for today. idea. Yeah. If I ever make a game, I'll try to incorporate some lectures into it. Like you have to, like you have to get whether it's like. EDT or EST, right? And hey, it's important, Hugh. Might, yeah, things like that. <laughs> See, there you go. See, triggered. <laughs> so yeah, that would be a fun game. I might, I might, uh, I might see if I can get that off the ground. It can be a Kickstarter. Nice. <laughs> All right, Hugh. What else have you been playing? Um, I've recently noticed that it was a like, um, a fairly sort of big. Um, gameplay shake up in um, Dead Cells which is if you I've spoken about it a few times before but if you don't know what it is it's in early access on Steam right now and I think it's in the Steam sale I think over here it's about £10 so it'll probably be maybe like $12-$13 and it's a roguelike very much in the vein of um rogue legacy and that you sort of it's procedurally generated you go out on runs as you kill enemies all enemies drop gold for you which during your runs you can spend on um upgrading your weapons um but certain enemies will drop cells um and when you transition between sort of from one area to another so you'll go into one area and it'll be like you start off in like prison cells um and then you might go into another area which kind of looks like this sort of um like a pier i guess and is sort of like like um sort of nautical themed monsters so there's like this big dude with a pirate hat and he's got like this little like handheld cannon thing that shoots cannonballs at you but when you go from one area when you finish in one area and you get to the other assuming you don't die you can then deposit those cells and you can use them to buy um or unlock new weapons um and also upgrade the ones that you have um so basically it means then when you start and you run you'll you'll get a random selection of the weapons you've unlocked but um if you use enough cells you can get a better version of that weapon to start you run with. Um, so basically, though, they've added a new, um, I guess, a kind of a way to sort of be a bit more, put a bit more thought into how you work your loadout. Um, so whereas before it, you would find these scrolls and you would, um, you could like pa- you could power up um your primary weapon so your primary weapon generally is like a sword um so you could make that a little bit stronger um 
or you could pick up another scroll and it would power up your secondary weapon which is usually like a bow and arrow or like a ranged weapon or you would find something else then which would power up your skills which will be sort of an ability so it'll be like a grenade or you've got a turret or that it'll be something you you can just then there's other ones which do like expand your health pool um so now basically what they've done instead of it being tailored around that all all weapons kind of have a color attributed to them so red is brutality um purple is tactics and green is survival um so weapons will have a, a color attributed to them so when you pick the scrolls up now um you'll say it'll be like upgrade your brutality and it'll upgrade make your um red weapon stronger but then it'll also give you a certain percentage boost to your health pool hmm. um but then that changes again then with um when you finish the sections now you get to go to this other dude and he gives you what they call mutations um so they're kind of like modifiers really so you you go to this guy and he'll give you one modifier which will be um you'll get like plus two hp every time you kill an enemy um you'll be able to reduce the cooldown on your skills so your grenades and turrets and um cluster bombs um there's also this little grenade you throw which like explodes and like these little worm things come out out of it and it's just like attack they're they're quite funny they're (laughs) like these little pink worm things and they just like attack like the nearby enemies um so yeah it just basically means that you it'll reduce the cooldown on them there's other ones which um if you've got a skill um some skills when you trigger them if they're there for a while say like a turret um there'll be like a beam that comes off it if you're in close enough proximity um so there'll be modifiers that say like you'll get a plus 69 damage um boost if you're in close proximity to an active skill so you can put your turret down um and as long as that beam is hitting you you'll get a plus 69 damage boost to your bow and arrow or your sword or stuff like that so it's really cool like it's added like a really um sort of a nice bit of depth of thought to like how you can tailor your loadout and um I I think it's made... It hasn't made the game easier so much, but I think it's made it um, more... It makes you more capable of being able to get further Um, because your times are run... uh, Your runs are timed, rather. Um, And so, like, my, my longest run so far is about... was about 30 minutes, but now I'm hitting... Like I said, I had a run earlier on, which was like a forty-five minute run before I got killed. Um, so, so if you if you die, do you have to repeat the whole level? The whole yes. forty-five minutes. I mean, that's oh, the okay. thing with like a roguelike. It 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 sends you like the whole thing with roguelikes mm-hmm. is like you die when you die. Um, you basically you come back to life, and you're sort of back into the starting area. But the whole thing about it is you gathering enough in this game cells to spend on being able to unlock more weapons 
and you know better modifications and stuff like that so every time you then you know theoretically anyway um your next run you should be able to go that little bit further um so it's about that sort of like it, it's and quite... once you once you buy a weapon or an upgrade you keep it you don't lose it ever no right? it just okay. yeah um okay. so basically like when you first and un- when you first unlock it it also it'll drop for you when you first unlock it but then when you die like i said you get um you'll get a random selection of three weapons so you'll get you know a sword a bow and arrow or you, there's like an electric whip um there's shields in the game as well <laughs> which i don't i don't really like the shields because they're a bit boring um but it's just that whole thing of sort of like trying to last as long as you can and collect enough cells to be able to buy better weapons and make yourself stronger so you can go further um but yeah i i still no word on when this game is actually going to hit like 1.0 but um i think this and pubg have sort of before then i was kind of a bit iffy on the whole early access thing but um Mm -hmm. being able to sort of like watch a game grow like this i really i really like it so because i've i've put about 40 hours into this game now um but it's in real sort of like fits and bursts so when new updates come come out and the game has changed i'll go back into it and you know play it with the new additions because there's always like new enemies being added in new abilities new like there's tons of new weapons and um there's those like i said there's those mutations added into it as well so it's um it's actually quite cool like it's a really like interesting way of like seeing a game grow and actually kind of like keeping it fresh for you because you've got you kind of mm-hmm. in a funny way kind of get in like free dlc a lot yeah. i guess you could kind of look at it that way um so yeah like if if you like roguelikes um then i highly recommend it like i I think this is the best roguelike i've played since rogue legacy and i love that game cool so yeah it's fun i um i don't like roguelike games yeah i can i can understand why people don't because they are very grindy (laughs) yeah that's that's not for me yeah but you know what i do like hugh um mayonnaise there's no end to things i might like mayonnaise that's the thing you're gonna pick of all the things i might like that's what came into my head are you hungry most of the time now that you say it i'm hungry too i haven't had dinner but (laughs) my all right my beautiful segue which is now ruined was what i do like is life is strange before the storm Uh, even though it's so close close. i mean yeah i'm sure there's mayonnaise in that game i don't know hugh have you played the first life is strange most of it yes i didn't finish it but i should because i was enjoying it and i don't know why i didn't so eventually i will do should finish it and then you should play before the storm as well because it is so good i love it so much more than the first one um and i have to say so i finished episode three of before the storm lots of tears lots of tears but um so at the end of the first game you have to make a really big decision and like a lot of people 
like talked about how oh this was a tough thing to do but for me in that in that game i had no problem with it as soon as i saw i was like nope i'm doing this i don't have any regrets i'm fine moving on um so the final decision in before the storm i was just bawling in tears agonizing over how to make this decision um was it like will you have mayonnaise or ketchup that's ex- oh my god, Hugh! I don't even know how you knew that. That's the exact question that it was. Spoilers. Um, so, spoilers, but um, that was a Splatoon two um, Splatfest question. So don't yeah. think that Hugh is like witty coming up with that on his own. He stole it. I just don't um, think I'm witty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so this, I mean. This one, it seemed like more personal, like, like this is a question that people have to make in their lives every day. They have to make this decision. Um, and it's, it's really tough. And like the, the silly thing is like, you know, I just, I want to, I want to do the best thing, even though knowing that life is strange is going to happen right after this. So really it doesn't matter. Like everything is already set. That's going to happen, but still like I wanted to do the absolute best that I could for this. Um, so it was, it was rough. Um, there's a part throughout before the storm, Chloe has dreams where she sees her father and she gets to talk to him and, you know, have little discussions. There's a part in episode three where she actually has a, a waking hallucination with him and they have this discussion and it was a really weird discussion at the time when I was playing it. I'm like, I don't understand why this is here, what they're talking about, what this really means. Um, but really it was, I think it was just sort of an emotional preparation to get stuff, get the wheels turning in your head so that when you got to the final decision, you'd already had something there to think about to get you going. Um, I don't know. It's just so good. I don't. I don't want to say obviously any details about it because people should play it and experience it on their own. But it is so good. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, I just. I don't know. I love it, Hugh. I was I was watching um, Meg's tweet about it, and oh um, yes, she she seemed um, a little bit emotionally affected by it. Shall we say? I think all her te- all her tweets were in all caps. All caps. Oh, and most of her tweets are in all caps anyway. <laughs> um, so that's nothing unusual. But yeah, it's um, she seems very um, very moved, shall we say, yes. to put yes. it politely. Oh, it's um, so good. But yeah, I guess I guess my thing with this is like like Bobby said in the past. I think because this is a prequel, and you kind of already know like what you do like where the characters mm-hmm. are after it like this game will end like no matter what you do those characters are going to be where they are at the start of the first mm-hmm. life is strange regardless so it's a bit it's a bit of a shame that they've done it this way around because from what i've heard and i know quite a few people have played it um i got a few friends in work who have played it and they say, like, they think this this one is possibly even better than the first one. It is absolutely, like, ten times better than the first one, Hugh. But most of them say that it was kind of like, it would be that bit better if they had done, like, released these games in, like, chronological order as opposed to this being, like, you know, brought out after... Yeah. 
I think that's debatable. Um, because, I mean, I can see their point, you know, because then Life is Strange comes along and it's like, oh, shit, that's, you know. Um, but there's something, and I said before that you didn't have to play the first one to enjoy the second one, and I stand by that, but but it is true that you get so much out of it having played the first one because while you're playing everything you're doing you have this this weight hanging over you because you know what's coming and it it makes it a lot more emotional for you because you want these characters to have as much happiness and good times as they can while they can have it um so i think it i think it adds something knowing already what's going to happen in the first mm. game yeah so i guess it depends yeah i guess it's sort of that's a very sort of subjective thing with with how that how those games have been released really i guess it's yeah. you know on a case by case basis how each person looks at how the story's being told but yeah i'll i'll get to it at some point like i said i i was i was enjoying um the first life is changed but I, I can't for the life of me think why I got I got pulled away from it by something, but I can't remember what. Um, but yeah, I will go back and finish it, and eventually I'll I'll play this one as well. All right, I am gonna say one thing, and technically this could be a spoiler, but it's for something completely inconsequential to the actual game. Um, but you know, tune out for for a minute if you don't want to hear this. But uh, at the end, it tells, you know, it does the thing where it shows you your choices and like how many people picked this and how many picked that. So there's this part where you have the option to uh, water Chloe's plant. And I was like, oh, because I remember in Life is Strange 1, there was always a thing about how many people watered the plant. So I'm like, I'm going to water the plant. So I picked to do that. And she picks up like this half empty can of soda and waters the plant with it. So then when you see your stats at the end, it's like this many people killed the plant by watering it with soda this many people <laughs> killed the plant with neglect so it's like no matter what you do the plant's gonna die and i feel like that is like the perfect summation of this game yeah. like no matter and... what you do life is strange is gonna happen so just enjoy the ride while you can yeah yeah i'll, I'll definitely get to it at some point but i'm glad you liked it considering yes, like so the sort of the fever you had around like waiting for that game to come uh, especially like Megs was talking about it for ages and then you played the mm -hmm. first one and then like your excitement around it I was just like I, I hope they're not disappointed by this and seriously the only reason why I got around to playing the first one and playing the second one was just because I think it was Kelsey and Megs like and I think Bobby too like before before the storm even started or when the first episode came out they were just so excited by it and i was like if these people are so excited by it i want to i want to get in there and and see what all the fuss is about yeah, and the think, fuss is definitely worth it i think steve was like a big like he gushed about it when he was like when he was on the show um so yeah i think you know there was a lot of people around talking games who uh, yeah. speak highly of that nice all right, Hugh, you want to tell me about another game? Yeah, uh, I recently discovered the um, joys of the Steam Marketplace. So basically, um, if you have games on Steam, i.e. 
things like CSGO, PUBG, where there's loot. Um, there's a marketplace where you can sell said loot. Um, so I decided to sell um, the Twitch Prime items, barring my balaclava, because I have to keep that for when I'm playing <laughs> with Bobby. Because, you know, balaclava boys for life. Um, so I sold a few of my the Twitch Prime things and one or two other um, loot items that I've got. So I ended up getting about, I think I sold four things. And I ended up getting about £17 for them all told. Nice. Um, so I was like, right, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a look at the Steam sale, see what catches my eye. Um, and fairly quickly, straight off the bat, I spotted um, Ruiner, which is like... It's by Devolver. Um, and it's another sort of isometric um, twin-stick shooter. Um, and it's really, really cool. Um, and it's kind of... How would I describe it? It's kind of like... It's just got a really like crazy cyberpunk feel to it. Um it started off and it was it was kind of like oh, I think this is being a bit sort of um crazy and kooky for the for the sake of it because you start off and your character's sort of his brain's more or less being hacked. Like your character's kind of, he's got like a a screen for a face. Um and you're being told by this guy. Wait, 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 wait. Just, just checking. So he's got a screen for a face, like um, no, is not Sir like Robot from Saga. Saga? No, his his no. head is still shaped like a head, but it's a screen. Like stuff comes up on it. it he well, hasn't I mean, got a television set for a head. I mean, like he could be a cousin. He might be. He's like, like the next generation of the robots from Saga. Possibly. Okay, well, okay. we'll be assume okay, that this is, like, a spin-off of Saga. Um, <laughs> hopefully Marco shows up at some point. Um, yeah, Marco and Alana, that would be cool. Like, just to remind us some DLC. Um, yeah. But, yeah, basically this guy's, like, you know, you are in heaven and you are here to kill the boss. He's like, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I was like, no, nobody kills Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thankfully, it's not that Bruce Springsteen. It's not not apparent as to whether it actually means, like, actual heaven. Um, But it kind of alludes, like, it's very sort of, like, almost as if it's saying, you're in heaven and this guy is, like, telling you to kill God. Yeah. so that kind of like it then takes you to the tutorial um and every time you complete part of the tutorial it's just like the screen goes crazy and this guy comes up and it's like kill boss kill <laughs> boss um so then you finish the tutorial and it's like you get like thrown back down into this um it the town you start off is it looks like it's been lifted straight out of like blade runner that type of thing it's sort of looked like crazy neon lights everywhere and very not like heaven yes um and this lady basically says to you oh you're okay um 
that guy hacked your brain. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go and kill this guy. So then the game starts properly then. And it's it's really cool. Like, it's just goofballs, like, really visceral violence. Like, you've got... Um, the other thing is, is obviously, like, a, a Christmas event going on right now because you've got a melee weapon you can use. Because... Um, when you've got guns they're very limited in ammo like you pick up a machine gun it might only have like 40 bullets in it when it's done you just drop it um unless you kill a an enemy which has another one um so you you only have have one weapon at a time yes um but you have like one so far anyway um you have like one gun um and then you have your melee weapon so (laughs) right now in the (laughs) in the game the uh, melee weapon is like um like a candy cane <laughs> so <laughs> yeah nice. so like the first time it, it like cho- showed me it was like this is how you do melee combat i was like boom just like hit this guy and blood went everywhere i was like i'm sure i just killed that guy with a candy cane um, I love when games do their special events and like really go all out and put stuff like that. Yeah, in there. and it's just like so. so out of character with like the rest <laughs> of the aesthetic with the game. Like it is, it just makes it all the more funny. And as you're going around, there's like these um, boxes you can open. Um, I'm guessing they look differently in the game other times, but right now they're like these really big sort of like gift boxes with bows on top of them, and you open them up and it gives you um, like the XP in the game is called Karma. Um, and you have some like really cool abilities like you start off and you just have kind of like um, you can like put a shield up so you can like block um, uh, like projectile damage and melee damage and you also have a a dash ability Um, but as you go along and uh, get skill points you can then go into the skill tree and unlock new stuff Um, so there's some really cool abilities which you can like link together like you can you upgrade the dash so if you hold i think it's come on xbox controller brain. it doesn't matter what it is hugh it's left bumper so you hold down that um that button um whereas normally just a dash like until you unlock the upgrade to dash you just press the button but then when you unlock this upgrade, you can hold it down and you can select like a certain number of points that you go between. And then when you let it go, your character just like bounces between those points um, and then sort of stops at the end when you choose. Um, so which like, is cool. do you do that if there are enemies and it's like you bounce and hit them or is it just like... For um, yeah, I mean, you can you can dash into enemies and kind of like knock them back, but you can do it. So say like if there's a lot of enemies on the screen, you can sort of like... You can hold it down, highlight a space just in front of one, highlight a space just in front of another, highlight a space just in front of a third. So you'll move and there's a sort of like a half a second before you move on to the... Before you dash again. So you can kind of like dash melee hit dash melee hit so you can just okay. like kill 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 um but then you also unlock this other ability then where you can click in the uh the the right stick and it slows down time so you can sort of click that in and nice. then use that dash ability so you can chain them there together so it's got sort of like your 
Um, it's kind of like the Flash in Justice League, where he's moving fast, but for some reason he's in slow motion all the time. <laughs> um, so it it helps you then to sort of you can chain your attacks together. Um, and it's cool. It's kind of it's um, kind of reminds me of um, Next Machina and that sort of like the stages are very um, very quick. Like each stage mm-hmm. at That's the end good. of it, you'll get like a score and a grade. Um, so you know you'll be each stage will be sort of like five to ten minutes, um, and each level's made up of. Although it doesn't, it doesn't say like level one, stage one. It just sort of you know it breaks it up into these just little parts, um, and then eventually you have like boss battles. Um, it's just really cool. Like I, I, I like twin stick shooters. Like I, I like Dead Nation. I've played. Um, alienation like um i can't remember the name of the other one i'm thinking of um but yeah like i'm really surprised by this game like when it came out i was kind of like oh that looks cool but it i just kind of forgot about it um but i'm really glad i picked this up and i'm also glad that um i found that trick with selling stuff on the steam marketplace (laughs) because that may come in handy in the future yeah that's i so i have a question about that so is it just like any game that has stuff you can do it or only certain games are set up to work with the marketplace i it just seems I, like i don't know like i i knew that there was um i knew that you could sell your pubg loot through it because i know bobby's done it and i i heard about people selling like there's apparent like one of the the big things through the steam marketplace is like skins and stuff for csgo mm-hmm. Okay. Um and like loot boxes for that game. Um but like when you when you buy a game you'll get like a sort of um like a a card for it um in your inventory. Like if you go onto Steam, um if you look up in the I think it's like the top right hand corner is a little envelope symbol. If you click on that there'll be some notifications saying like you have however many new items in re- in your inventory if you click on that you can see like all of these cards you've got more or less sort of like identifiers as like i've got this game okay but then i think as you unlock um achievements in games that you play through steam you unlock new cards and you can sell those um so like wait like you can sell your worth... achievements they're worth like pence. Like I've 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 just put a load of them up for sale for like fifteen pence a time, um, and and people are buying them, and I'm just like, cool, whatever. Like if I sell ten of these things, like that's you know a pound or two in my in my Steam wallet, and I can buy um, a game with it eventually. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. Um, but it's kind of making me want to play PUBG more so I can get more loot and try and, like... <laughs> it's your new rin- side business. Try and rinse the unsuspecting public of their, their <laughs> hard-earned cash. But, okay. yeah. so That's cool. Yeah. If you like twin-stick shooters and, and cyberpunk ultraviolence, Ruiner may well be for you. Cool. But I'm guessing probably not for you, Sam, because if I remember right, you're not a fan of twin-stick shooters. Fun fact, Hugh. Um, I I didn't really know 
what a twin stick shooter was um, until you gave me a code for Next Machina, and I played that, and I really liked it. Oh, cool. So, I mean, who knew? Like, you try something new, and you never know what you might like. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that, so that leads me to, I had a question, because, like, we've got some listener questions, but I always kind of feel bad answering a listener question when there's just two of us because i hear feel like you're kind of getting shorted on the answers if there's just us especially when um, it's me answering it oh yeah he's the worst so. yeah terrible um so let's talk about my question which was so the other night i i was like i, I was kind of tired almost ready for bed not quite ready i'm like maybe if i could play something for like 15 or 20 minutes just a little bit so like what could i play and interestingly enough, I was like, Next Machina would be a lot of fun to play, but I have it on Steam, and like playing stuff on my PC is not a quick, easy process. I have to like get it out, get everything set up. Ugh. So like seven or eight minutes would be spent like getting that ready. So I'm like, well, I can't play that right now, which if that thing goes on sale on PS4, I'll probably get it just to have a little something that I can play. Um, but I, I actually ended up playing Disc Jam, which... Did you ever, you ever play Disc Jam? Um, I, I played the beta and I did play it way back when, um, when it was like, I think it's an old, um, no, I'm thinking of Windjammers. What the hell am I on about? Of course well... I've played Disc Jam. I think I've played it with you, Sam. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's a lot of fun. I haven't played it in quite a while and I'm not... I'm not very, I was never great at it and I'm not very good now because I've been away for so long. But I mean, I did okay. Like I could usually catch the disc and send it back. I didn't often score points. Um, but I got into a little I ended up playing for quite a while because I was having so much fun. My 15 minute game time ran long. Uh, but yeah, so I got into a a doubles match and everyone in it was just like just was like, "Hey, let's keep playing." So we all just kept playing uh until eventually they stopped um and like it, it keeps accruing your your score through all the rounds. And so like we got to the end, and like everyone had like three hundred to five hundred points that they'd earned during our time. I had about fifty. So <laughs> it's like, well, obviously we stopped playing because my partner decided he'd like to go play with somebody better. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it, and it's just it's really easy to just jump in there for a quick game. Um, but so like when I was, was trying to figure out what I was going to do, I was trying to think of like, what were, what are some quick games to, to hop into? So Hugh, what do you like to play when you, when you just have a few minutes? Um, I mean, I guess in terms of traditionally, I suppose like probably like football games, cause they're easy enough to pick up hmm. yeah. for like a 10 minute game or you can adjust the um you know you can make them even shorter so you can just you know a game can be five minutes That's um cool. but yeah like something like i think when i was playing next machina that kind of was my um like my quick fix um because yeah. i would just sort of have a run at it see how like get going to um this kind of like that endless mode Mm -hmm. where you just like keep going for as long as you can um i just basically take a run at that and see how far i got and just be like ah, okay i'm done and then switch my console off um it's in terms of right now 
possibly I'd say maybe gang beasts. Um I was playing okay. earlier on with um my friend Ori and we were going um we haven't played Battlefield One for a while. Um but beforehand um he was like, oh, I picked up this fun game a few days ago, Gang Beasts and he was like, Have you played it? I was like uh, yeah, and he was like, oh, do you want to play a few rounds? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, cool. So we ended up like jumping on that for like 20 minutes, half an hour. And that game What's is the game just like? stupid fun. Gang Beasts. What's it, what's it like? Is it just like a fighting game? Or... Um, and how many people really are playing at once? Fighting. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of like, you're just sort of like, just trying to like shove, headbutt, grapple, throw. <laughs> and you just need to like... the. The objective of the game is just to try and throw your opponent sort of off the map. Okay. Um, but your character, like they have, you can um, you can grab your opponent, you can headbutt them, you can jump at them, and it's just it's basically just kind of like a a physics based um, sort of. I guess you could call it brawler. It's just okay. yeah. It's just silly. Is it a one v one or is it like a what is it? Um, I think you can play it. I think you can play it with like maybe up to four people. Um, and it is local co op as well. Uh, local uh, multiplayer as well. So couch co op. Um, but yeah, it's just really good fun. Um, like if you want to have like I I think it would be a great party game. Um, like kind of in the vein of um like smash brothers but less competitive and a bit more fun yeah um because smash brothers is i've been at house parties where people have been playing smash brothers and it gets quite competitive <laughs> whereas i think this game is fun enough to like keep that competitive edge of it um but yeah i think right now um if i've got someone to play it with then that probably that game but you can't play it on your own. Like you go, go. It's weird because you can go into the levels on your own, but there's no um, AI that I've seen. So this you can't play against a computer-controlled bot, which well, is weird. You, but can you play with people? You play with people online, like yes. You could go into that. Yeah, you can. But you know, I don't like playing against strangers. So. Fair enough. Especially but wait, so are you saying strangers. is there like a story mode? You said you go into levels. No, it's just oh well, oh, the okay. you know you, the the stages like there's oh, okay. one stage where you're like it, you're on top of like a building. There's another one where um, there's like two um, lifts like side by side, and they're like going up the side of a building, um, and you can like throw your opponent between them. So you can throw your opponent through like the glass of the elevators, and they'll just like fly through from one to the other. Um, and it it just it it looks hilarious as well because like the characters are just like these gloopy little like um, gel characters who, mm-hmm. like they don't have like um, skeletons so they're just sort of like they look a bit like um, Octodad when they when they're moving they're just kind of like flopping around <laughs> so yeah it's really funny like the ragdoll effects are hilarious so that's okay good speaking fun. of like weird games with weird characters did you ever play Mount Your Friends? Mm, not the video game, no. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hugh Perry showing off his wits. Um, so mount your friends. It's another physics-based game, and you've got this character, and you control his arms and his legs, and each hand and foot is kind of just like magnetically drawn to the ground or whatever surface is nearby. And so you have to like push the button to release this hand and then like flip it over and grab something else. And you're basically climbing and you want to try to climb as high as you can. So you take turns, like you climb and then like the other person gets a person and they get to climb up and then you get a new person and you get to climb up. Um, but like the, the thing about this game is that, um, all the characters are men in uh, speedos, and um, their their junk is uh, is obeying the laws of physics as well. Oh, okay. Roughly, so it's flopping around uh, while you're moving. And it's like the it's, dude it's... equivalent of Dead or Alive um, volleyball. I don't know. I've never played that. Um, uh, but let's just say there are boob physics in boob that. Boob physics. Game. Okay. So yeah, this is this is really over the top, but it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun game. Like you can play it by yourself and just you know climb as high as you can. Um, but anyway, so I just recently heard that they're coming out with like a 3D version of it now because it was just like a 2D little side scroller thing. Um, so it's I'm very interested to see what the 3D, 3D version junk. will be like. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. So if you're if you're inclined and not easily offended, you should check that out. That, that, that does sound pretty funny. It can't be... I can't imagine it being worse than genital jousting. The video <laughs> I've game. never heard or played that one either, but... Uh, Have you not? Sounds fun. Uh, um... I'll send you a link to a trailer of it. It's um, <laughs> it's it's something. So, I mean, not to spoil it, I guess, for people who might want to get surprised on what this is, but I mean, is it is it really, is it just like penises fighting each other? Or are there other genitals with, involved? You have jousting with dongs, yes. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's quite lewd, shall we say. Are you riding horses while you're doing it? Like a proper No, joust? you're kind of like, um, it's kind of like a top-down, and it's a very sort of <laughs> um, childish representation in sort of like, you know, how you draw. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's kind of like that. Um, having ever played that, I'm not exactly sure how you win. Um <laughs> Oh god, but, I would hate to see the victory um animation. Yeah, let's um how best to describe it. <laughs> let's just say that you can catch your enemies from behind <laughs> and um insert yourself into them. <laughs> oh my. And I think maybe that's how you score points. I don't know. Wow. Um but seems entirely inappropriate but also very it, massively so um i think there is hang on let me see if i can find because i i'm <laughs> but, you know, it was on it was on the home page for steam earlier on because it's in the steam sale and i was like really wow. that's that's what's this is a game that uh steam are highlighting right now <laughs> um Genital say, this 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 podcast took a turn. I had no idea we were we were gonna go down this route. 
it's currently one ninety nine on Steam. Oh, geez. Well, um, I mean, you can't pass that up. Jen- <laughs> Genesil Justin is an online and local multiplayer party game <laughs> about flaccid penises and wiggly anuses for up to eight players at once. <laughs> um, oh, it's still in early access. Um, <laughs> review, review. This is probably one of the best review quotes ever. From Killscreen, the most superb ass feel ever experienced in a game. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go a bit further into the description of it because it's lewd and hilarious. <laughs> um, Genital Jousting is an online and local multiplayer party game about flaccid penises and wiggly anuses for up to eight players at once. Players control a detached penis complete with testicles uh-huh. and an anus. Oh, I didn't... Um, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wow. This is... Okay, sorry, continue. Multiple game modes provide a stimulating orgy of, obje- of objectives. <laughs> Penetrate and be penetrated as fast as possible or compete in absurd, silly, and sexually suggestive games and challenges. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> Customize your member. Genitals come in all shapes and sizes, so pick your favorite <laughs> color and decorate it with the most appealing outfit to customize a penis you can really get behind. All right. So there you go. Very. It's currently um, overall reviews are very positive on Steam. <laughs> so. I'm I'm interested to see how this works because you said it's a detached penis and an ass, and so like I don't. Are they? Is it just like? Like, not your torso, but I guess your bottom part is just, like, um, floating with no body, maybe? I don't I don't understand. It's literally a willy, some balls, and an anus. But they're all, like, attached. Like, it's all one unit? Yes. Or is your ass separate? No, it's all, like, the, okay. the, the anus is kind of, like, between... At, at the back of your character i suppose we could say um but yeah between the balls but at the back of your character is the best way to describe it so like if the penis and balls had a butt yes there basically okay so it's kind of like probably two-thirds maybe all of the useful parts of the male anatomy i suppose um yeah but yeah, yeah. Okay. i guess if you're that way in- if you're so inclined as to <laughs> want to play a game like that that would be um fun all right well i hope everybody has enjoyed this podcast this will be the last one for Hugh and i because after bobby hears this we'll probably never be allowed on air again hey it's uh, called talking games we're talking about a diverse a range of games you know hey it was on the steam homepage, so yeah. hey what are you gonna do one pound 99 right now in the steam sale <laughs> seriously I'm, I'm probably gonna go get that <laughs> i think we should all right. Well, like right now. That'll Let's be our next. Up. That'll be our adult community night. But <laughs> all right. Well. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at games at talkingcomicbooks.com. At Twitter, we are talking underscore games. 
We've got our YouTube videos at youtube.com slash talking games videos and live streams over at twitch.tv slash talking games. Cody is streaming pretty constantly. If you are listening to this on Thursday when it comes out that evening, I will be with him playing Jeopardy, the long awaited Jeopardy. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then Friday, uh, December 29th, he'll be doing a special uh, stream. It's like a mini podcast where he goes over his top 10 games of the year. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, I don't know. I think that's that's going to do it. This is this is the end of 2017. So we'll see you guys in 2018. Um, yes. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I screwed this up. All right. Uh, at On Twitter, I am at S-K-S-E-V-A-K. <laughs> Hugh, what, what about you? I am at genital underscore jousting. <laughs> That's probably I, a real address. So. That probably is, yeah. That might be the actual, the game's actual um, Twitter page, um, which I don't know, in honesty. Um, I am at <laughs> H underscore Paz. Um, I hope you've all had a wonderful Christmas and hopefully you will all have a very, very, very happy and prosperous 2018. Yes. Hopefully in 2018, I will get an outro right without screwing it up. So we've got uh, goals. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Uh, thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Sam. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Until next year, be good to one another.